0: Hi there, welcome to the ESOGO TV podcast from esogostrong.com. I'm your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on the podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we start from assuming strength of those people, we can make those relationships easier. And this is episode 125, and here we are in the last of our series for this month about lockdown leadership and the five themes that have shown through from the best of the best leaders. Maybe you've seen it in the leaders around you. In the midst of a world of uncertainty, the best leaders are still thriving. So how are they doing it? That's what this series has been about. If you have not caught all five episodes in this series and you lead anyone at all, you'll definitely want to go back and get caught up. These five themes are not just things that Marie Guest and I have pulled from thin air or or really even from our own experience as leaders. We have the privilege of working with some amazing leaders and these five themes are the things that the best are doing right now. So far in this series, we've delved into stories and strategies from leaders who are doing a great job of practicing grace and kindness right now, who are prioritizing individualization, who are choosing to communicate well, and who are pursuing clarity. Today, you'll be hearing about the importance of well-being and self-care, even in a time where everything feels so tumultuous. This one really spoke to me personally. So following in the footsteps of some inspiring leaders, I have taken some personal strides myself to try to reprioritize wellness again too. So let's dive in with Murray Guest, all about wellness and self care as a leader in uncertainty.
1: Welcome, everybody, to conversation five in what the best leaders are doing during lockdown. Here I am again with Becky Hammond, and we are talking about taking care of self and self care. Such an important thing right now, and it has been obviously through COVID 19 Mm. and right now in this period of transition, and it's honestly, something which I think, unfortunately, we do sometimes as people and as leaders, we can let slip. But Mm. right off the bat, I'm going to say self-care isn't selfish. Looking after Mm. yourself is so important. And as we're going to explore in this conversation, how the best leaders are making sure they're investing in themselves so they can show up for themselves the best, for the people they lead, and for everyone else around them. Becky, how are you and what do you think about this whole topic of self-care?
2: Hmm. You know, this is one that I'm particularly uh, excited about. I think, you know, one of the leaders that I um, spoke with, if you have the chance to listen to the strengths um, in crisis series that we did on the Sogo TV podcast, anyway, um, one of the healthcare leaders said, I have never worked so hard to achieve so little. You know, there is a lot, like some people, you know, went home and felt like they had a lot of time and some industries and some organizations and some leaders felt like, oh my goodness, I didn't think that life could get any busier or any more stressful. Um, and so, you know, it has been hard for leaders, in, especially in those industries, to say, yeah, I should prioritize myself, right? Because just like you yeah. said, you know, yeah. like your little catchy catchphrase, like taking care of yourself isn't selfish. Um, and and it's not. And um, not only is it not selfish, but it is the best thing that you can do for your leadership and for your team members as well. Um, I, I had a, there was a leader who um, that I was talking to who blocked out time when she hit a wall. She like woke up one morning, she had hit a wall, and she just said, mm. "What what am I gonna do about this?" And when she reflected on her life, she's like, "I have been working for twenty four days straight, and I oh, there's wow. no way that." Um, that this is good for me or for my team. And so she looked at her calendar and just said, the next time I could do this was like a Tuesday or something. The next time I could do that is Friday morning, walked off a couple hours. Um, she exercised that morning. She went on a walk with her kids. Um, and she just, she took care of her body and of her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was able to show up that day and the following week even with just a, such a different energy to her work. Um, even though the stress stayed the same the busyness maintained the same but because she had chosen to pause and take care of herself um she her entire uh perspective and outlook changed
1: you remind me of helmet time what oh helmet, helmet time
2: like helmet you know, time like, like riding a bike
1: yeah yes okay. yes a bicycle okay. okay so uh so a i was talking to about mm. a week ago in a session um He was talking about his feeling of stress, of anxiousness, of overwhelm, um, very aligned with, unfortunately, your leader of working so hard Mm. but feeling like not getting stuff done right now, not achieving. And um, we are doing a call on Zoom, and in the background is his bike, his his bicycle. Mm. And I said to him, when when was the last time you rode your bike? He goes, I used to ride uh, twice a week, but I haven't ridden now for a month. Uh. And he said, I love riding my bike, but I just don't have time right now. Mm. And I said, oh, so what is it like when you ride your bike? And he said, oh, I feel free. I feel like I'm a child again. And I totally align. Mm. You know, I love my riding yeah. my bike. And, and I said, so what's happened? He said, oh, I just, oh, I just haven't been making a time for it. But you know what? He said, I miss my helmet time. Mm. And it's that that's getting out and doing that thing. Um, that exercise, his self care, yes, it's physical, but also the
2: yeah.
1: emotional connection and the mental benefits of riding the bike. And um, so, yeah, he calls it his helmet time. And I, I love that. And I've heard from him since that he's been back out for some helmet time a couple of times a week and feeling so much better. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. And just short, short, short bicycle rides, right. you know, might but but again it's it's the neural connection of when he's mm. on the bike he he's taken to a different place and feels better so yeah,
2: yeah and it's not always about necessarily the the phys- the physicality of it though that is a mm. part of it taking care of your body your physical body it's also creating a mental space um, and so on a bicycle, you could probably do both, right? You're creating a, this, you're, there's a physicality to it, but there's also this mental space of like, no one's calling me, no one's talking to me. I'm able to either check out if that's what you need to do, or use that time to process through things without interruptions, without um, judgment from yourself or others of what what you're doing as you're just sitting there and mm-hmm. thinking. Um, it also looks like um, maybe scheduling a vacation or a staycation or... Um, making sure that you're blocking time off where you are unplugged for a while. Um, There was a leader that I was working with who said, you know, she was too busy to take a a vacation, but she was going to do it anyway (laughs) because uh, she realized that not only was it good for her, but she wanted her team to feel for the freedom to say it is okay to unplug Um, and that you know, she just came back and she's like, I feel so much better. Like, I feel like, yes, she's like, yes, I I do want to stay on vacation. I wanted to just stay. Right. But (laughs) I, now that I am back, I, I am, uh, I'm, I feel refreshed. Yeah. I feel a new sense of energy to be able to put into this role. Um, And so not only was it for herself, but then also for her team to say like, look, if somebody at this level can take a vacation without checking their email and without getting on calls, then, you know, I can, I can do that too. And you will find as a leader that your team comes back mm. refreshed and maybe they even come back with new ideas uh, it, because time away helps you to have perspective. Um, yeah. And I think, I
1: think what you're exploring there, Becky, is something that's so important and that's those leadership symbols and mm. walking the talk, which demonstrate, um, uh, the, the importance of something, uh, not just by saying it, of course, by doing it. Yeah. Um, when we talk about self-care, like, you know, taking a break, what else do you think leaders could be doing to demonstrate mm. that to their team?
2: Hmm. You know, I think part of it has to do with, um, okay, so we talked about physicality, we talked about taking a break. So there's like a physical aspect, a mental aspect. There's also kind of a self-reflection aspect of, if you are really taking care of yourself, you are um, leaving time in your day or in your thought processes to come to a deep awareness of how you show up, how that mm. matters, um, what your strengths are, what energy you have when you walk into a room. You know, we talk about in our leaders who give a damn program, like, what if you could just pause for a second before you bust into a room? I mean, not, maybe yeah. you're not a bust, maybe not a bust in kind of type, but before you walk into a room, um like what, what energy are you bringing in there? Are you bringing a nervous energy? Are you bringing a stressed energy? Hmm. Or are you bringing something that when people walk in, they're like, oh, the leader's here. That's awesome. Right? Like, oh, there's a piece that you bring just by being here. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to see you because, you know, as we talked about in our last episode, like you bring a sense of clarity. I can ask you these questions. I know we have trust together. So just understanding, like it's all part of self-care. I think I'm really a of this idea of self-awareness being a part of our self-care um, and that uh, it benefits you know not only you and your psyche but your team as you really are aware of how you're showing up and what that impact is that you're having on them
1: yeah and all those little symbols um, again create the culture they yeah. um, encourage the team behavior they also help you demonstrate how they can be at their best Um I can share unfortunately an example that's not as good and mm. uh, a, a leader I was talking to um, in the last month and he was talking about his busyness and um, he's I said how's the team doing he said "I oh, I make sure the team have lunch every day I encourage them to have lunch every day and um, they have lunch in an area not far from my office I've got a double mm. door into my office and I can see them and I said, um, so what do you do when they come in to have lunch? He goes, I don't have time for lunch. I have, I just quickly eat <sighs> oh, I'm, no. my, my food uh. in, in front of the computer. And I said, so how do you think that looks? I've mm. got some inauthenticity, some misalignment there. Mm. And he goes, oh, I never thought about that. I said, so, you know, the team connects over lunch. You know, you, you bond as people yeah. over, over food. And um, even if you take out fifteen minutes, if you do have some busyness, like I said, right. but you're, you're going to send a different message. He goes, "Oh, yeah, I've never thought about that."
2: Yeah. Oh man, that's yes, that's such a good example, and how easy it is for you know us as leaders to be like, "Well, I'm busy, but they should do this, but I, but I'm, but I'm not." You know, that that creates uh, an environment that you probably aren't intending as leader. Um, talk about a little bit about you um, talked a little bit on seeing some articles on LinkedIn and things like that about the third space. What does that mean? What is that you're talking about? Investing in the third space. What does that mean? And what does that have to do with our self-care and our well-being?
1: I um have loved this conversation about the third space. I've been sharing with a range of people in my workshops. And as you said, on LinkedIn, I put a post on there which has had a, a lot of traction, which is fantastic. It's something which I find is a real simple way for us to think about where we're investing our time and if, mm. you know that self-care to be at our best. So If you think about home is your first space and then work is your second space. And generally for people, let's just say pre-COVID-19, they were Mm -hmm. very separate. Mm. I'm at home, I go to work and they're separate. And in between those is a commute in some description, maybe drive, public transport, walk, ride a bike. Mm. And then our third space is this thing that we do in our life that is separate from home and work, which helps us beat our best. Hmm. Something we love doing, investing in our self-care, we're passionate about, and it could be riding a bike. It might hmm. be going to the gym. It could be doing yoga It may be reading a book. Hmm. Could be catching up with friends and shopping. It yeah. might be going to the cinema, to the movies. You know, I could go on and on and on about all the the possibilities. What has happened, unfortunately, in the past few months is Mm. space one, space two come together as Mm -hmm. one thing. One two punch.
2: Yeah. One two punch. (laughs) And I'm working
1: at home and uh my works uh space one, space two is together. I'm at home and I've also not able to invest in my third space because Things aren't happening. Things are closed down, or um, I've got restrictions. That has led to, unfortunately, stress and impacts on wellbeing, mm-hmm. mental health. So we need to pause and reinvest in that third space. Create that third space. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think it's something so, again, simple, but can have a real reset in how we're looking after ourselves. So for example, um, my wife, Tammy, she's been doing yoga at home. Um, Mm. The local yoga has been doing classes online and that's Mm. been really good for her. Um, People I know that have got a stationary bike at home and they might ride the bike at lunchtime at home. Mm. Um, People that had been catching up with friends and then they couldn't have started to catch up with friends whilst maintaining social distancing, but they're going for a walk together separately. but starting to connect because that, that third space is so important because when our, our world is just working mm-hmm. home all blended together, we haven't got that distinction to help us be at our best.
2: Yeah, and, it seems like no matter what, it's the first thing to go, right? Like when life gets stressful, yeah. let alone the fact that your worlds have collided, that it's the first thing to go. I remember, I, um, I've actually just recently got back to it, but I've been doing ceramics. So I like throw things, make things out of clay. And, um, I had done this for 13 years and then, um, I started working a job in San Diego where it was many, many hours and I got Achiever, like overdrive and, um, I didn't do that anymore. You know? And so this is like way before the world that we're living in right now. And yet it's like, it's that, that I would always, when I was doing it regularly, I would every Wednesday, I would say, Oh, I don't want to go. And then David would say, yeah, but you always feel better when you do. And then I would say, fine I'll go and then when I came back it was like <laughs> oh my gosh it was amazing it's awesome and like, I was like a different person I was like a better person to be around yeah um yep. and that's you know that's what you offer your team when you set aside time for the third space even when you don't want to and it doesn't have to be physical it could be like you said reading a book or you know as it was for me like putting my hands in mud you know um it's just uh, it. there's a different psyche that's created when you decide mm, to invest mm. in a different a space outside your family and your in your
1: work in the leaders who give it in program in the module of well-being i remember us talking mm. about joy and what are Mm-mm. the things that bring you joy and yeah. making the time to reflect what are those things that bring you joy and revisiting those and bringing those back into your life
2: yeah. um
1: and i ceramics for you i'm just hearing that right now it lights you up you gives you it. joy yeah And and when you, you're a better person to be around.
2: Yep. That is true. You can ask my husband. (laughs) So similar,
1: Uh, similar to another leader that I've been working with, he is a surfer. He loves to surf and he's Mm. one of those water people. He loves being in the water. And if he doesn't get that surf, he can start to feel a bit grumpy and he's a bit Mm. tough to be around. And he knows that but what he does and what he has been doing is making sure he gets that surf in and he's even been, I would say, uh, quite clear again, link back to our conversation on clarity, clear on his boundaries. He's, um, Mm. he'll look at when the surf is, is up as they say, and he'll make sure that he's able to go for that surf, but then he'll work longer hours when he needs to. Mm. And, um, he's actually, he's, had a a meeting it come through from a peer that said, Oh, can we meet at this time? And he said, Oh no, I'm unavailable that time. I'm going for a surf. And they said, but what? And he said, no, we can chat at six o'clock tonight if it's that Mm. important. Otherwise tomorrow, but I need to get my surf in today. Mm. Again, setting some boundaries and making sure he's looking after himself. And I know that might be hard for some people to do in the type of work that they do. So you more think about, well, what is your third space? And what does your self-care yeah. look like? And make sure you're creating those boundaries and you're doing that for yourself as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so then what's the impact, you know, you and I kind of just both been dancing around it, but like, what do we like, what's the impact on your team? If you decide to take care of yourself, why do we say that self care isn't selfish?
1: Well, do you either make time for your health now or make time to be sick later on? mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's not from me. That's from Dr. Mark Hyman. He says that, and I totally agree with that. Mm. And it's about taking that time out for you now, because down the track uh, there'll be things which uh, will will show up, unfortunately, in your own health and well-being. And um, I also think that you are, like you said and articulated so well, you're a better person to be around mm. when you have invested in that self-care. Um, you're a better communicator, you're leading better, you're yeah. showing up, <coughs> excuse me, I'm gonna cough <laughs> better, <laughs> Um better connection with your team for sure.
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, no one wants the burnt out version of you. I think in the end that's what it comes down to. you're gonna show up better for your team and for your family, both both of those first two worlds if you invest in your third. um you know, the burnt out version. Uh, I've seen leaders who are the burnt out version and they are not kind people to be around, um, nor do they seem to treat their family well either. You know, um, there was a guy that, um, was the leader of one of the managers that I was managing and he, there was a story that he was kind of proud of that on the day that his daughter was born within 30 minutes of her birth, he was taking a call that he just had, you know, he just had to take. Um, and that just, yeah, I mean, right. That's. That that ruffles ruffles the feathers of a relator guy like you <laughs> yes, for sure, yeah. right? And and it, that wasn't the an inspiring leadership example that his team was after at all. Um, and you know that burnt out version uh, creates somebody who's quicker to get angry. They're more impatient, um, and that that impatience comes at home. It comes with your team, um, and that ends up being the result when you don't take care of yourself. We you don't invest in that, in that third space.
1: 100%, 100%. Yeah. And there's a, um, an ad for uh, paracetamol that we have in Australia and I can't remember which company it is. And it doesn't matter. I think in this point, but their slogan is soldier on, you know,
2: hmm. make sure you can
1: soldier on and it's all about, you know, pressing on. And yes, there's some things that we need to get done each day. And yes, we need to make sure we, yeah, we're there for hard. our family. And yeah, yeah. work hard and, and for our our teams that we lead. But in essence, we also got to look after ourselves along the way. We've got to pause. Yeah. Uh, we've got to make sure we're filling that cup and investing in our, our third space. Yeah. So, so Becky, I want to ask if... Uh, The leaders listening to our conversation today are thinking, okay, I'm hearing all this and I'm starting to think about what I can do to invest Mm -hmm. in my self care. What's the the action you think that would help them move this forward?
0: Yeah,
2: there's two things that really come to my mind. One is um, very tangible, uh, which is schedule time. So you Mm. create calendar events all day, right? You create calendar events with Your um, your team members. Maybe you are starting to create clarity in your team, and you have a morning huddle. You create time in your your calendar. That's one of the things we talk about in tackling business busyness and leaders who give a damn. Is um, it feels like you don't have control of your calendar, and there are some things that are just outside your control. But there are little things that you can do to make a difference, and this one will make a huge difference: scheduling time in your calendar for self health for um, for the the opportunity to invest in that third space and just start with, you know, if I was going to be very, very practical, I say just start with one time per week. And maybe that's 10 minutes before you usually wake up in the morning, or maybe it's, you know, as your um, the leader that you worked with said, like scheduling blocking out the time when the surf is high. Um, maybe it's scheduling a lunch break in cause you've been working from home and you're like, realize, well, I could go out and hang out with my kids for 15 minutes, whatever feels life-giving but don't make it that's what I caution against and especially if you're a leader that you're listening to this and you're like interested in self-growth you're probably like okay yeah I could do this right and like it's there's an inclination to say like I'm I'm gonna do it all or I'm gonna do not at all um and just start small instead you don't have to do it all just start small um that just one small change in your calendar scheduling time would be would be the first thing that I would recommend. Um, the second part has a little bit more to do with mindset, giving yourself a mental break, um, mm, letting mm. yourself know. Like it is self care to teach yourself and to talk to yourself, to say it, you can only control what you can control. And everything else you have to let, let go and trust that it will It will happen that you've been doing all these other things like giving grace and kindness. You've been talking to your team, you've been providing clarity. Um, you've been flexible and individualizing you are everything you are building yourself up as a great manager. Those are the things you can control. If you can't control it, you have to let go and you will give yourself a mental break. You will invest in your well-being by just saying, you know what? I can't control that. Um, and so I'm going to, um, not worry about it. Easier said than done, but it gives yourself a mental break when, when you are enable yourself to do that.
1: I totally agree. And I think that's a beautiful link back to our last conversation on clarity, bringing that mm-hmm. clarity in about, you know, what can I focus on? What can I not? Um, and, and taking the time to journal that, write that down, work it mm-hmm. through and like process that. that. Um, I would love to just add a third little suggestion for the leaders. Yes, this is about self-care, but Also the care for your team and asking Mm. your team, how are they investing in their own self-care? Yeah, I love
2: that.
1: Currently. Um, We talked in the last conversation about uh, obviously clarity and how Mm. you bring that to the the table with your team. But also my suggestion is how can you bring this conversation to the table as well? And just Mm. asking them, how are you investing in yourself this weekend or in this week? So that they are also making sure that they're being at their best and, and explore the concept of their third space and what that looks like for them. Again, knowing your people is very important as leaders. And this is a way to show that you really give a damn about them and you're making sure they're looking after themselves.
2: Yeah. And what better way, no better way, really, than to be doing it yourself? Because that gives yeah. you a lot of credibility as you go into mm-hmm. that conversation with them.
1: 100%, Becky. Um, this has been, again, uh, a great chat And a great series as we've talked about uh, Mm. these leaders in lockdown and the leaders in lockdown that are making the best out of this uh, difficult and uh, challenging time and how they have been demonstrating some of these themes that you and I have talked about over these five conversations. Um, We've talked about obviously going all the way back to grace and kindness
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and how important that is and leading with grace and kindness. We talked about communication, yeah. um, individualization, which obviously is so important in knowing the individual needs and requirements of your team yeah. members. Uh, last week we talked about clarity, and, and here we've just wrapped up talking about self-care yeah. and, and how it is important it is to look after yourself. Um, so many uh, great stories of what leaders are doing so well right now. Yeah. And a couple of examples of the not so good ones. Um, but also, you know, I, I, I'm learning from you all the time, these conversations, Becky, about um, your experience as well. So thank you for all that you bring to these conversations.
2: Thank you. I feel like the the thanks goes to the leaders because um, leaders are the ones, you guys are the ones that are doing the hard work. Uh you know, if it ever comes off that Marie and I are saying that this is an easy thing and just put these five themes into place and you should be, you know, hunky dory, easy breezy. That's not what we're talking about. You know, you guys know as leaders that you're, you're doing the hard work and uh, by investing in growth of yourself and of your team and, and learning from other leaders that are doing it well, that are saying, you know what, this situation but we will, uh, as leaders, have an opportunity and a privilege and an honor mm-hmm. to be able to impact how people feel about this season and, um, and can provide real um, uh, stability, trust, hope, compassion, the things that your followers need um, and that your, that your team members need. Um, you are the ones that, that have that potential.
1: And I'd just like to also say, Becky, after a conversation I had this week in one of my sessions with some leaders, I, I finished it saying, I don't want you to finish this session thinking this means a lot more work. And I certainly don't want any leader thinking out of these conversations thinking Becky and Murray are saying, oh, wow, I've got all these extra things to do right now. <laughs> True. I know that's not our intent. Our intent is actually, honestly, for a lot of this, doing less. Yeah. And also changing a little bit the way you do some things so that actually gives you more value and really helps demonstrate how much you care about your people through your words and actions and it might feel like extra time right now for some of these conversations but you'll see those benefits we've been exploring in these conversations
2: yep you can truly be a leader who gives a damn
1: so as Becky just said, Leaders Who Give a Damn is a fantastic, um, and I say that because I, I think it was so great, all the conversations we had in Leaders yeah. Who Give a Damn, where we explore seven key elements of what that looks like. Um, in that program, we talk about self-awareness, well-being, knowing your people, managing perceptions, prioritising conversations, valuing relationships, and tackling busyness. And obviously, in today's conversation of... Mm. Um, self care. It links well to well being and to self awareness. And mm-hmm. as I remember us talking about in that program, you can't be the leader you want to be if you don't look after yourself.
2: That's
1: right. You need to make sure you put the fuel in your tank. And um, certainly there's lots of links in today's conversation in those modules. Um, if you want to know more, check out Leaders Who Give a Damn. Obviously, there's the conversations I just mentioned, and it, each one of those modules. Um, of those conversations we support you with resources and worksheets to help you uh, apply the key things we talk about so check out the show notes to have a look at leaders who give it in
2: sounds awesome we'd love to have you a part of our community and it's been really fun to have these conversations and hopefully provide um some insights that our leaders that we have the honor to work with have been um showing us so
1: So wishing everyone health, happiness, safety, um, and self-care beyond this conversation. And look forward to talking to you again soon, Becky. Thanks again so much.
2: All right. It's been a pleasure. Bye now.
1: Bye.
0: Wellness and self-care sometimes feel like, like elements that go beyond our control. Our schedules and the unpatterned routines that we have gotten into during this season just feel so overtaken. Yet the best are still showing us that this is not the case. We can make choices. We can prioritize well-being. And this episode marks the end of this five-part series about leadership and lockdown. We at the Isogo team and Murray and his team hope that this series has been an encouragement to you as a leader and that you have taken the challenge yourself to implement small incremental changes in your habits so that you can truly be the inspiring leader that you are meant to be. If we're not already connected, Murray and I would both love to connect with you on Instagram and LinkedIn, where we can continue the conversation around strengths in leadership and families. On Instagram, you can find me, at isogostrong, and you can find Murray, Marie, at Murray Guest. On LinkedIn, you can find both of us by first and last name, so I hope you do that as well. And real quick, before we sign off for the final time, I wanna be sure that you have not missed the announcement about this crisis discount that we have been offering for the Leaders Who Give a Damn program. During this episode today, we chatted a little bit about the program. And if you really wanna be a leader who inspires others to follow, even in crisis, even in uncertainty, then you can find all the details and sign up over at leaderswhogiveadam.com. Use the code 50Promo for 50% off through this crazy tough season. That, that really continues to persist in so many ways. That code is the numbers five, zero, and the word promo for 50% off the Leaders Who Give a Damn program. We'd be honored to have you join us inside that program. You and your strengths have the power to really make a ripple effect in your family, on your team, and then ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. So, learn them, love them and live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time, on East Ogo TV.